0: Again, it's our 10th anniversary edition of the Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear recommended summer reading list. It's the best of the best. It's our pick of the best books from over the past 10 years. For a complete list of all the books that we selected, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Like, follow, and share there. We continue in our middle school category. Up next is Alan Gratz. Alan Gratz is a New York Times bestselling author of 19 novels for young readers. His 2017 novel, Refugee, is one of the books that made our best of the best list and has spent more than four years on the New York Times bestsellers list. It's our pleasure to welcome Alan Gratz to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Now, your writing has taken you all around the world. Um, You've been writer in residence in Japan and Indonesia. Explain what that means and what that experience was like for you.
1: Yeah, these were both amazing experiences, and I've been to other countries as well. I've gotten to visit Switzerland. I've gotten to go to Brazil. It's been amazing. But these residencies, I was invited over. I go there, and I'm a teacher all day. I go into the middle school classrooms and to talk about story structure. I talk about voice. I talk about setting, character development, and I work with the young writers uh, to write their own stories. And in the meantime, I get to live uh, for a month or two sometimes in a really fantastic place and get to explore and, and learn a new culture and a new place.
0: All right. Wow. Look at that. Now let's talk about Refugee, one of the books that made our 10th anniversary recommended summer reading list. Best of the best top 10 list in our middle school category is your book, Refugee. Again, the book spent more than four years on the New York Times bestsellers list, 223 weeks and counting. That's pretty much unheard of. What is that like for you, Alan? It's
1: been pretty incredible. First of all, thank you for putting Refugee on your list originally, and thank you for making it a part of the Tenth anniversary list. That means a lot to me, and this is a book that has had incredible staying power. I, I I did not imagine when I wrote this book that it would be a mainstay on the New York Times list. That it would be included in lists like yours of of, of best books for middle schoolers of the last ten years. Uh, it's been an incredible reception. The, you know, when we launched the book, I hoped that it would have a, a lot of meaning and a lot of resonance in that moment. Uh, it, it came out in 2016 at a time when we had a new president who was, uh, who, whose first act in office was saying, uh, No Muslim refugees, no, no refugees from these particular countries. And I hoped in the moment that it would have an impact. And this book has a life of its own. I, I still am doing virtual visits with kids every month and talking about this book. But even if I weren't doing that, I, I think that this book would continue to be read by young, young people because of all the young people who found it and all the teachers who found it and the folks like you. Who continue to keep sharing it with new generations
0: okay so tell us about the book in your own words tell us about the book refugee
1: it's the story of three different kids from three different time periods in three different parts of the world who are all driven from their homes by violence and have to find new places to live so it's the story of joseph whose uh, family is driven from nazi germany uh, in the 1930s and is seeking refuge in cuba with more than 900 other refugees on board the MS St. Louis. It's the story of Isabel, whose family and next-door neighbor's family leave Cuba in the 1990s on board a raft trying to escape communist Cuba to get to Florida for freedom and safety here in the United States. And it's the story of Mahmoud, who leaves Syria on foot with his family in what was then the present day and still could count as the present day with the things that are going on Uh, in 2016, uh, trying to get to Germany for freedom and safety with his family. And I weave all three of the stories together. So you get a, a, a chapter from Joseph and a chapter from Isabel, then a chapter from Mahmoud, so that you can see the parallels in their stories. And also in the end, you can see how each of these three characters and their families are connected across the thousands of miles that separate them and the, the the centuries, the decades that separate them.
0: Now, you touched on this, Alan, but what kind of stories do you get from readers about the impact this particular book has had on them?
1: It's been really amazing because uh, I've, I've had, in particular, a lot of Cuban-American families come to me, and the the parents will come up to me at an event and say, this is so incredible, this is my, my mom's story, this is my story, uh, I've run into a lot of people who are Middle Eastern refugees who have come to the United States and they, they are looking for a way to, to tell their stories when they've been through so much trauma and, and so much uh, hardship that they're not comfortable just starting that conversation everywhere they go. But when their class starts reading refugee and their classmates uh, who did not go through that experience start to show empathy for these characters, I've and ha- I've heard amazing stories about how these young people are able to open up and finally say, this is kind of like my story. And then they tell their story. And, and it's a way for them to speak about their own experience without having to bring it up themselves. The situation is already ready. The, the, the kids in their classroom are ready to hear that and, and to understand and to and to empathize with their classmates. So it's been a really incredible thing, even with the story with the MS St. Louis. Uh, I've had people come to me and say oh my gosh my grandmother was on that ship and mm-hmm. and talk about the, their their histories and and it's it's been a way for different generations to discuss again this is what refugee is really about how we keep making the same mistakes and if we if we don't change our behavior now then mañana tomorrow is going to be the same as yesterday
0: and in case you're just tuning in you're listening to our 10th anniversary edition of the recommended summer reading list it's the best of the best it's our pick of the best books from over the past 10 years On the phone with me now is Alan Gratz. He is the author of the book, Refugee. For a complete list of all the books that made our 10th anniversary edition of the Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear, Best of the Best Top 10, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like, follow, and share there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or if you missed any of the interviews this morning, all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Now, not to be outdone, Alan, your latest book, Two Degrees, is also on the New York Times bestsellers list. So you have two books that are currently in the top ten on the New York Times bestseller list. What is that like?
1: This has been a roller coaster ride. And uh, I'm, I'm so honored that, that people have found Two Degrees and continue to share it with young readers. Uh, you know, I, I've been – when I would go on the road to talk about my books at schools and, and book festivals, I'd have kids who would ask me about certain topics. One of the topics they asked about, for example, was would I write a book about nine eleven. and I eventually did that in a book called Ground Zero more because I had requests for it than because I was eager to go I, – I, I was an adult when that happened, and, and I – uh, I wasn't there, but but it but it, it it scarred me the way that it did many Americans, and I wasn't eager to return to those emotions, those feelings. But I did, and kids have really responded to that. And so when kids started asking me for a book about climate change, I thought, oh my gosh, how do I write a book that's about something that happens over a long period of time and and has you know incremental effects? And then I realized, oh my gosh, what we're dealing with right now with wildfires and hurricanes and 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 sea levels rising. It, it may have been incremental and that this didn't need to be a novel about the far future. Things are bad enough. Now we just saw the Northeast, you know, dealing with the smoke from, from wildfires from Canada. And, mm-hmm. and so these these kids who are reading these books, they're dealing with these things right now. And and I think that's another reason that two degrees has become a book of the moment in many ways, the way that refugee was.
0: And finally this morning, it's our 10th annual recommended summer reading list show For parents who have children that are reluctant readers, how can they get them to read and pick up a book this summer or enjoy reading? What advice would you have to parents who have reluctant readers?
1: I get this a lot because I end up writing books for reluctant readers. I didn't start out that way. I didn't start out thinking, I'm going to write a book for kids who don't like to read. Uh, (laughs) It just turned out that my books really resonate with those young readers. I myself wasn't a huge reader when I was younger. I was always outside playing ball in the street, or I was building fort, or I was playing with my action figures, or playing with video games. So uh, parents, don't worry. Even if your kids don't show a ton of interest in reading right now, they can get there. And one of the ways that you can do that is to let them read what they're interested in. Don't worry about reading level. Don't worry about, you know, I've heard some people say, if 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 a kid can't read a page and, and be challenged by five words, it's not at their reading level. Oh my gosh, get rid of that. But start like go to the bookstore, go to the library with with a, with a young reader, and see what they're interested in. Do they want to read graphic novels? Let them read graphic novels. Do they want to listen to audiobooks instead of reading uh, physical books? Let them listen to audiobooks. Uh, do, you know, do they want to reread something? Let them reread it ten times. Do they want to read something that is below their reading level? Whatever you've determined their reading level, let them do that. What you have to remember is. We have to develop right now a love for story. We have to develop a love of reading right now in young people. Their taste will change, and they will graduate from whatever it is they're reading to something else next as they get older. But right now, you have to let go of all those educational things that you want to get done with reading. That's, they're going to get that in school. That's what English class is for. That's what literate, language arts class is for, is they'll, they'll read something together and they'll break it down and they'll analyze it and they'll le- learn new vocabulary words. When they're home for the summer, let them read whatever they want. Let them read fun stuff as long as they're reading. I had a, I had a professor in graduate school who, who borrowed a, a James Colville line from politics. And he said, it's the that stupid. And he reminded us as teachers, which I trained to be originally, that, that kids are reading is more important than what they're reading at this age. Not it's right. the that stupid.
0: There you go. Good advice. Well, we're out of time this morning if our listeners would like to find out more about you. Alan Gratz, how can they find out more?
1: Oh, you can find me online at alangratz.com, and I spell my name, A-L-A-N-G-R-A-T-Z. That's alangratz.com. All
0: right. Thank you so much, Alan. Thanks for taking time to talk to us. What an honor it is for us to have you on the show this year. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thanks for putting my book on the list. We've been speaking to New York Times bestselling author, Alan Gratz. And again, this morning, we're celebrating 10 years of our recommended summer reading list. This year, we put together the best of the best list. It's the best books from over the last 10 years. Not only do we have the best books, but we have interviews with some of the biggest best-selling authors of the past 10 years. For a complete list of all the books that we selected this year, head to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine, with Rodney Lear. Like, follow, and share there on Facebook